team. And World Rugby has announced the details for its new men's competitions. 12 teams are going to compete in the new World League outside of the World Cup, although they still haven't decided what the actual name is going to be. So it could be the World League, it could be something else entirely. We don't know yet. Anyway, the new competition will put the Six Nations sides in a tournament alongside the All Blacks, the Wallabies, the Springboks, the Pumas and two other teams. It hasn't yet been confirmed, but the reports at this stage suggest that Japan and Fiji are likely to take up the final two slots. There will be a Tier 2 competition with promotion and relegation, but that doesn't start for several years after the Tier 1. The other big change is going to come with the Men's Rugby World Cup. The competition will be expanded to more teams, but shortened in terms of its length. So there's going to be a new 16-team knockout round between pool play and the quarterfinals. There is a central question, though, at the heart of all of these changes. What's the priority? Is it to make as much money as possible from the game in the short term, or is it to grow the game into new rugby markets? Because if you want to grow a game in order for it to have a global footprint, you really need to ensure that teams aren't just playing, right? They're actually competing. Turning up isn't enough. They actually have to be kind of good. And how do teams get good? It's a combination of resources and experience playing stronger opposition. There is a really good example right now in the Cricket World Cup with its players having steadily increased their amount of experience playing against tougher opposition. Afghanistan has stunned Pakistan and England in the 50-over format. Look, I, I definitely think a shorter Rugby World Cup makes sense and having more teams will benefit the likes of uh, Brazil and the Netherlands and Hong Kong who are on the cusp of being in the top 24 in terms of the world rankings. But you have to feel sorry for the better two-tier teams that are really facing a possibility of even fewer games against Tier 1 opposition. What do I mean? Well, think about Samoa and Tonga, for example. In the islands, rugby isn't an off-Broadway sport like it is in Brazil or in the Netherlands. You know, other countries might squeak their way into a bigger World Cup, and that's great. But in the islands, it's the sport. It is the sport. And yet those teams are going to find themselves outside of the World League and with very few opportunities to play big teams outside of the Rugby World Cup. What's that going to mean when they turn up every four years for the likes of Samoa and Tonga? A thrashing most likely. World rugby is caught between conflicting priorities. They want competition structures that reward existing rugby fans and make a lot of money for the dominant teams, but they also want to expand the game. And for those of us who only care about the All Blacks playing the very best teams, sure, the new formats might be enjoyable enough. But if you care about rugby in the Pacific, I don't think this is it. For more from Heather Duplessis Allen Drive, listen live to News Talk ZB from 4 p.m. weekdays or follow the podcast on iHeartRadio.